You're listening to the Pure Fury Creations Entertainment Network. The views and opinions expressed on this episode are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views, opinions, or philosophies of the PFC Entertainment Network or any of the affiliates that make this show possible. This show has also been rated M for mature audiences only. Welcome to Say What? That's how this episode's starting. That will be a sound bite on CNN in 15 years if I ever run for anything else. So I think we're just, uh, this is easier. Let's red tape. Yeah. Make a difference. It only goes up from here, y'all. Talk about things that matter. And again, that's the whole purpose of Say What is stories to inspire, heal, and unite. Welcome to Say What on the PFC Entertainment Network. everybody welcome to a new edition here to the pfc entertainment network i'm jason klaus and i'm very pleased to be a part of this new endeavor here as a part of our growing family of shows that you tune into each and every week this show is going to be something that's well it's going to be very different from our other podcasts our other offerings And I'm very thrilled to introduce to you the newest member of the PFC Entertainment family, Ms. Kristen Watt. Now, (laughs) if you've listened to Klaus of the Heart, you have heard her on a couple of occasions. And she did such an amazing job on those occasions. And you stepped in for Sean Grugel when we did a live podcast event for power tripping through the 80s back in june it was it was a given Kristen, that i had to make some space for you because (laughs) this is something podcasting having your own show is something that you were pretty much born for this is something that you were made for well thank you it's it's interesting uh all those kindergarten, first and second grade teachers are eating their, uh, eating their <laughs> words now. All those report card notes. Right. <laughs> so here, this is the debut episode of Say What? And uh, like I said at the, at the start, going forward from this, this, this debut episode, things are going to be presented a little bit differently than what you may be used to with the rest of our shows. Some weeks I'll be on, some weeks I won't be. Um, but we're still, this is still very much a uh, partnership uh, from both Kristen and I. I work well with her, she works well with me, and it's time to capture what I like to call lightning in a bottle. So, with that being said, I am going to turn this over to the host of the show, and she is going to let you guys know what's in store on this very exciting new, new endeavor. So, Kristen, the floor is yours. Yay. Well, thank you, Jason. First of all, like I said, I'm, uh, I, it's weird because before the show started, I literally just told you I'm used to answering questions. And right. now I'm like, no pressure. <laughs> now I'm supposed to ask the questions or have the conversation. So, anyway, I think we should also start off by saying where the name of this came from, which was Say What. My last name is Watt. Um, and that comes from my dad's grandpa jokes and dad jokes and puns in my whole life. But, um, actually my husband who will guest with us at some point on this podcast, um, who's very interesting. And many people think he's a phantom by the way, because I'm all always out talking to people and he's more quietly doing things. Um, but anyway, we always joked like 10 years ago, he, we love podcasts. We listen to podcasts and I said, well, Hey, if you ever started one, what would we call it? He said, what about say what? And so here we are 10 years later and I stole his name, his idea, (laughs) and here we go. But um, I'm really excited about this because, you know, if you listen to some of the other shows that I've either guest, you know, been a guest on 
on the PFC network or co-hosted, um, it, it, I'm kind of walking into the world of that show and just filling in and I'm good at talking. So I can kind of be a chameleon and work in a variety of episodes, you know, episodes and content. But with this, um, you've introduced me many times, Jason, as someone, you know, community advocate. I, you know, I do many things, but this show is a little different. This isn't about, um, politics. It's not about, you know, my, my activism. It's really going to be more about stories to inspire, feel, and unite. And I think, um, I've always said that a cup of coffee actually could change the world. Like one conversation. And I feel like, uh, I brought my coffee for this <laughs> and we can have a conversation. Um, and we will have guests. I'm really excited because, um, as I've mentioned on a previous show, you know, I'm from Houston, Texas originally. I have friends all across the country who are in a um, very diverse uh, you know, uh, jobs, uh, have, have had different lived experiences, different illnesses. Um, they've created things and forged paths where there were none, you know, and just I'm very blessed to have a huge um, network of people. Um, and by being able to do a podcast, you can get on Skype sometimes and hopefully in the next couple episodes, we'll have this on video and audio. Um, but able to bring in different voices, different stories um, that I feel really are just the human experience. And we get so divided on so many things. And at the end of the day, you know, God, God bless, you know, folks who have to suffer, whether it's cancer or whether you're going through job loss or issues with children, mental health. There's so many subjects out there that touch every person, every family. And so I think, well, in order to inspire, heal, and unite, the most important to that or component is humanizing stories. Um, we can talk about a subject at nauseum, but the moment it's applied to a person, you can feel that because you're a person too. And so with Say What, it's just like, it could be anything, but the point, I think the commonality of the show is really talking about lived experiences that we can all relate to, learn from, and hopefully inspire people and unite. Um, and just be able to have open conversations, um, you know, that's kind of the point, I think. So uh, we'll see where it goes. And I think it'll all be better after this first episode, because I'm going to learn from you. You've been doing this a long time. Um, so anyway, um, but I picked, you know, when we talked about, like, what would this first show be about? Um, I'm actually really glad you're here, even if you weren't the founder of the PFC Network and weren't a pro at doing this already. Um, you and I both ended up um, inadvertently losing someone very close to us. Um, you lost a friend, I lost a friend, not related, right. um, over the last couple of weeks. And um, we've been, I've been going through my stuff, you've been going through your stuff, and other mutual friends we have who, who shared friends with them. Um, and I thought, all I kept thinking was get busy living, because the person I lost, one of the things I took away when I went to that funeral was, man, they really lived. And that just has been in my spirit, like for two straight weeks now since it happened. And I thought, well, what a great thing. If you're going to start a show, let's start at the end. We all are born. We all die. Right. What are we doing with the middle? What are we really living? What does that mean? What does that look like? And then, unfortunately, when I came back, I saw that you and Sean both lost a close friend of yours. And I thought, well, what a depressing topic for an a launch of a show but really that's where we're all going to end up anyway so why not start backwards and work our way back you know what i mean yeah. and what does that mean so maybe this will be a little bit therapeutic for both of us and hopefully you know i think my goal in life is always to um, leave any place i was better than i found it and that would include this this uh incarnation of us here you know on this planet um and so I don't know. I just think it's a cool topic to talk about. It's not one a lot of people don't like to talk about death, but it's inevitable. It's right. part of life. And so I don't know. It's kind of a weird. I'm like if we just start where we're going to end up, then everything else falls into place before that, right? So you know, and I've I've made mention several times. I mean, it's been anybody that's followed my story knows that you know I can trace this shit back to like six years ago. And it just seems like every so every couple of years, there's something major happening that that deals around death. Yeah. My mom, my brother, and you know other people that I have known, 
this, you know, we lost uh, our friend Dave here a couple weeks back and like nobody saw that coming. Right. And the week before that, I had lost another friend of mine. And those are under kind of controversial circumstances. Mm -hmm. I can't really talk about it on the air right now, but yeah. it's like, my God, it takes things like that to put yeah. life in perspective. Well, and I think it's, um, and it's interesting because talk about unexpected, like my friend that chaos was one of my, in fact, one of my very oldest friends. Like I think back to my friend life, I feel like that all started when I was 14. It's when I can remember things. It was when a seasonal shift in my life changed. I went to a new school, started over, and then the rest of my life began. And from that point, I had a best friend and her name is Stephanie. And then I had Tommy, who was one of my best friends and also my first boyfriend. So it had its own little sentimental value to sure. me. But, you know, I was able to speak at his service. And um, one of the things I said is, you know, hey, there have been girlfriends, there have been baby mamas, there have been all this. I got the best deal out of this gig. We had 27 years of friendship. You know what I mean? From an eight-month, eighth-grade puppy love into 27 years of watching kids be born, grow, go through life, you know, and you go through the guts of life, the stuff that matters, that changes you and shapes you. And um, one of the things I took away, um, and he had a very sudden heart attack. So it was, and he was 41 years old with two kids, just you know, like my brother. Yeah. yeah. And it just, it, and it shocks you. But I think one of the things you learn, of course, I don't know how quite how old you are, Jason. I'm 41. I'm 47. Okay. So we're in our forties. We're right. getting there. We're not quite over the, where we're stressing about mortality, but at the same time, I think our society is set up to, um, everything is about remaining youthful, Botox, get the surgery, dye the hair, anything you can do to avoid thinking about death or growing older, right? Yeah. Like that is, there's nothing, it's as American as apple pie. Like that is a cultural thing and it's unique, I think, to America. It doesn't mean that it's not happening in Europe and stuff, but it's very much a, I feel like it is, you know. Oh, we're a very vain, vain society. Yeah. And because of it, it's, it's avoidance of the inevitable, right? And so what I think I've learned into my 40s, or at least what I recognize, it's really exciting when you recognize personal growth because you're looking for it. Like you recognize what's happening in you. Mm -hmm. And when I, um, when this loss happened, it was, it was, it just wrecked me emotionally, but I just mentioned my two friends, Tommy and Stephanie. We all grew up together on this, like hours after I found out Tommy passed away. I was actually on a video chat with Stephanie, which someday I'm going to have her on the show because the story of what's going on with her and her kid right now is worth telling. But um, we were video chatting to talk, you know, just processing this grief because she had been at the home the night before when all this had went on and he passed. Literally, she had to hang up the phone because somebody was calling her incessantly, and I never heard back. She was like, I'll call you right back. Never did. Two hours later, my friend Tommy passed. His sister called me. My best friend Stephanie's son fell off a 40-foot roof and was in ICU. Like, so oh, the God. emotional wreckage that I was in less than three hours, you know, that's a lot of weight to take on. And so, anyway, flew down to Houston, went to the funeral, got to go see my friend in the hospital. And so on. What I took from the whole experience, though, was it, it, it's an interesting thing because, you know, it's sad when someone passes and what they mean to you and you go through the stages of grief. But it was weird that I was sad when I was there. But when I got back here, it was almost like a reset. Like it just everything I was dealing with before I left, it's still there when I came back. But my I was able to process it differently. And like this stuff doesn't. Like, get rid of the dead weight. What is really worth um, worrying about and stressing about right now? Right. And what's important? And I know that it does take, you know, tragedies sometimes, not just deaths, but, you know, just epic events that re reset you. And so I think for me, when I think about Get Busy Living, is how do we reset ourselves without having tragedy to make it happen? right? Like, are we practicing mindfulness? Are we doing, are we enjoying these moments? And I think the question is, is are you really living? Or are you existing? Because if you're truly living, then you had the, I had the time because I feel like I kind of was at that space to look at this really sad situation in a very different light than I think I've ever been able to do before. 
and it was i you always feel like these people have left you know oh they went too soon or man and there and it is it's awful it's sad but did they live what did they do how did they treat people what difference did they make in the world what were they contributing to their family their society and if you drop dead today would you regret if you could understand that like man i worked all i did was care about you know going to work and climbing the corporate ladder or all i cared about was arguing with my townspeople about what color to paint the, the water tower like are you living are you we live in this amazing world and um, beautiful landscapes and just being able to be kind and smile at the neighbor, you know, the person at the line of McDonald's. Like, there's these little tiny things that just have ripple effects throughout society. And we rush, rush, like everything is just stay young, don't die, hurry up, make as much money as you can, and then you die. Like, I feel like that's our society. So um, there's a lot of people, I think, that recognize that and are trying, you know, there's a lot of, I don't know, there's a lot of stuff going on and a lot of things that are hip now that weren't really hip years ago of you know going to yoga and practicing meditation or you know going on trips and my thought my next episode is really on wanderlust and getting out of your bubble and why that's so important so um that it's i don't know it just like what's your purpose here what are you doing and you don't have to have a lot to do a lot and to impact other people because you can literally do it through simple gestures you do every day it's just slowing down and, and like what does living mean to you? And so I was able to feel like my friend that passed truly lived. And it makes you reflect on you. Am I truly living? If this were me, would people, you know what I mean? And yeah. so it makes you reflect. And um, I think I told you before, I don't know if for anyone listening to this, but, you know, I went to mortuary school. Yeah. So I'm not uncomfortable with this subject, but, man, so many people are. Because nobody wants to think about it, right? Right. Um, but really... It's not a show about death. It's a show about living um, because we're all going to end up there. So um, I don't even know. I did not know your friends that passed, but I also thought kind of a, kind of a cool thing to kind of keep these legacies, these people that lived and impacted people alive, you know, by having this. It's kind of special, I think, for me to have this subject be kind of the inaugural show. But we're going to talk about food and stuff, too. Don't run away. <laughs> Don't run away. I, I, I know about a million things. It's not just this. But this is what's going on in my life right now and right. yours, too. So, yeah, well, know. a lot of people are dealing with stuff like this. And I feel as, as you were laying all that out, the one thing that kept reoccurring in my mind is, by and large, I feel like our priorities are screwed. Oh, yeah. We are so worried about what could be and what was, we are not focusing on the here and now. Like I did right. a whole episode on it. I remember you talking about So it. when you are not focusing on the here and now, you you are you are sacrificing so much that's right in front of you because you're you're too worried about what is or what's coming or or this and that and the other thing. And then it takes something of a significant nature like death. Like that's going to stop time regardless, even if it's for a moment or two, everything stops when you hear that news or you get that phone call yes. or, or whatever, even if you know, it's coming, if yeah. it, you know, if there's a long drawn out illness, you know, this day is coming, you've tried to prepare, but it don't matter how much preparation that you have. As soon as that time comes, it hits you, you, it, it hits differently. Right. Yeah. So it takes things like that to be like, because my, my dad was like this. He was so focused on work and making money and stuff like that. We didn't have a lot of father-son time with him growing up. I mean, I have more now that well, I'm an adult, but now he's retired. But now his whole perspective has changed. And that happened when my brother died. He's like, my God, I missed on it so much. So it took something like that to be like, okay, well, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm going to be more you know, I'm going to go to more of the grandkids ball games and I'm going to spend more time, you know, come over and watch wrestling, even though he hates wrestling, but he uh, knows it's important to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so it's things like that. And, and it sucks that it takes such a jarring event that rattles us to our core that forces us because like I said, that time stops, even if it's just for a moment to put things back in perspective, I feel like. 
for sure. And it's interesting to hear kind of like your interpret, not saying your interpretation, but your definition of, you know, the here and now and like not worrying about that because I actually had taken some notes, of course, you know, just kind of in preparation. Uh, I want things on this show to be, you know, nothing scripted. We're just going off the cuff. Right. But uh, anyone who is new and going to listen to this, you don't know me from Adam, but the people that do know me that are going to listen to this know that I give 150 to everything I do. Um, I come prepared and I, I, I do everything I do with intention and purpose. I do. Um, and that could be from cooking dinner to leading revolutions, you know, whatever I'm doing. So, um, but I, I had actually written this down and um, I don't know who Dr. Juice Meyer is, but he's a medical doctor at some hospital in Western Australia. Cause that's what Google gave me when I was looking it up was Australian. Well, you doctors. can't go wrong. You can't go Google. wrong. Google. It's gotta be true. Right. <laughs> but I, I, I picked up some quotes I was listening to, to just kind of find, I told you earlier, when I write things, I'm way better. It's like a linguist. And even though I can talk, I'm so worried about details all the time that sometimes I'll go down 13 rabbit holes. Um, so I wanted to find some quotes that maybe kind of inspired me on this subject that are, I'm learning and getting better every day at like condensing the, the guts of my point. Like, what is it I'm trying to say? But this definition of like, what does it truly mean to live was being in the moment, awake and alive and able to enjoy things now not worrying about the past or postponing happiness to a distant future. And I'm a planner. I love lists. We might do a whole show about list junkies because I like to make them. Whether I do them or not is irrelevant. I just enjoy <laughs> making them. And if I get like 30% of it done, I am thrilled. Like, but I love, there is something very satisfactory for me to, or satisfying for me to mark something off a list. Like, yes. It's off my. It's a sense of accomplishment. It is. It's a validation of that is done, and it could be as simple as go pick up toilet paper at the grocery store. I mean, like it's just that's how I operate and that's how I plan. But I've learned through my life. I used to be manic if I did not get a list complete. Now I'm like, I just love that I made it, and I feel accomplished that I've done some of it, and that's and it's okay. It is okay if I have to remove the chess pieces to make this list now for tomorrow. You know what I mean? And being able to cope with not getting it all done today, this moment. And I am an instant gratification person. Patience is not my virtue. It's a learned behavior. Um, but learning to be mindful, and um, I know we've, we've spoken about it briefly on some one of the shows I've been on. Who even knows when it was? But um, for five years, I worked. Uh, at Rose Hill Center, which is here in Holly. Um, it is one of just a few uh, facilities of its of its kind in the country, but it is um, a treatment facility for people who are suffering from severe mental illness. And that experience was so incredible for me because I learned so much, like working not only with our residents that were there getting treatment, all ages, all backgrounds, all shapes and sizes, um, it does not discriminate, right? Um, but I learned from a lot of uh, amazing therapists and clinicians um, that worked with these patients about mindfulness and really a bit about all these modalities that help with those suffering with severe mental illness. Well, they also apply to someone who doesn't, you know what I mean? And talking about how to slow down, what to do. I have anxiety when I have a panic attack. You can find some five things you can see, hear, feel. And all that's doing is literally bringing you to the here and now and just being grateful for every moment. Like what joy can I find in this moment? Um, and for me, it's a gingerbread latte from Battle Alley Coffee every morning. The foam and the cinnamon just changes my whole day because I sit and I just smell it and I taste it and I just, it's warm. And I like, I, I practice mindfulness every morning, just getting that cup of coffee. Um, and that's how I start my day. And I don't even do it with, like, I'm not thinking it consciously through. It's a, it's a created ritual and habit that I have. And I try to do that when I'm speaking to people and I give hugs to people. And like, I'm just, I'm being, in, there's intention and mindfulness in most everything I'm doing. Sometimes I'm completely just <laughs> winging it, not paying any, my husband would beg to differ. He, they would say that I'm not paying attention, like, and just running through things, but um, I've lost a lot of people in my life. We all have at some point, but 
what do you do with those moments that reset you? And do you just go back to life as usual? Or do you kind of like take whatever lesson life is giving you through your grief pattern and do something with that? And I feel like what you're doing here at PFC Network is living. You you have a career and a job, but this is something you're passionate about. So I think living also includes practicing and adding things into your life that you're passionate about. They're not wastes of time. They're not frivolous. Um, they You never know who you touch and who you affect by actually embracing things you're passionate about and you inspire other people to do things they're passionate about so living can mean a lot of things it can mean can mean breathing and just existing and going to work and providing for your family which is important but it's i think COVID taught us that yeah and that too man and i feel like i hate to say it but i think we all kept like one or two lessons and we're like screw it we're back like let's go like you know let's go out to eat let's do that and we got back to and look at the companies right now we want everybody back in the office like and it's so sad it's like man the lie we were told like you just can't be functional if you don't go in and punch a clock like the work-life balance of having family and life and sitting down to eat your chicken dinner with your family a couple times a week you know that's living that's experiencing your life the things that matter and the people who are going to miss you when you die and you're not replaceable in their life. You are absolutely replaceable at your job. They don't give a shit. They'll send flowers, maybe yeah. a card. They'll write a $20 check to, you know, the, the society of your choice. But your job is not living. Even if you're making a difference in your job, that's great. Some people are doing careers that they're passionate about and they're changing lives. Some people are punching a clock to pay their light bill. Right. And having that work-life balance and having, that's all part of living too. And I just, our society is not cut out for it. And then we had to, and everyone was pissed off. They couldn't go to the restaurants. They couldn't go to the grocery store. We had to wipe our gas pumps down. But what they did do was travel, get back into um, state parks and taking the kids camping and getting back in tune with nature, which is literally are we are feral we've just become civilized you know what i mean as a species so i just feel like we all got it that first couple months and then of course we were sick of it because i was sick of it too don't yeah. get me wrong but we had to really focus on like oh crap we have to talk to our kids my husband right we've talked about it all what are we going to do you know and then you had to get creative and then you had to play games or you had to go for a walk and slow down and figure out what living is and not existing and that is no offense that is the, we live in a capitalist society it's their worst nightmare they, they figured out you could actually work from home and get more done and still have lifetime with your family and live because then you're no longer a producer you're a person yeah. so i don't know i am in the business right now my husband and i both are um working on creating plans it's okay to plan for the future that's we're not saying don't right but our happiness will not be dependent on whether we achieve that goal or not but it's still good to have goals but creating a space for ourselves and our kids where we are able to just live out our days and not exist out our days and i feel like it's okay to say that it's okay to do that right and um and hopefully when we kick the bucket someone will say jason live kristen live you know and i think that inspires other people to live when you're gone. And that's how we're going to perpetuate society, hopefully. So I don't know. I kind of want to do um, a little bit of a, of a deep dive on that aspect yeah. of it. But what we're going to do, we're going to run a quick timeout. We will be back with more of Say What here on the PFC Entertainment Network. We'll be right back. Do you have a piece of antique or vintage furniture? Something that may have seen its better days and you want to restore it, you want to bring it back to life? I want to tell you about my friend Andrea Bridges who's doing something very, very cool. She actually is in the business of restoring antique and vintage pieces of furniture. 
She will take your peace. She will refinish it. She will repaint it. She will restore the magic that it was. That it could have been something that belonged to your grandparents. Something that was a favorite piece of your mom and dad. Something that means something to you. And you don't want to send it to just anybody. You want to send it to the best. You want to send it to First and Spring Designs located in Hadley, Michigan. You can find them over on Facebook. Or you can send Andrea an email at andreagrace2015 at outlook.com. andreagrace2015 at outlook.com. Explain the situation. Explain what you would like to have done and see what Andrea can do for you. Yeah, you could take it to anybody, but you really want to take it to the best for something that means this much to you. So one more time. Look for First and Spring Designs on Facebook. They are located in Hadley, Michigan. Or you can send Andrea an email, andreagrace2015 at outlook.com. If you have antique or vintage furniture that needs to be brought back to life, there's only one place that I would take my articles to, and it's where you need to take your stuff to as well. Welcome back to Say What here on the PFC Entertainment Network. Uh, I'm Jason Klaus, and I am with Kristen Watt, and we have... Uh, it's just so fun to say that. It is. like I feel like as we embark on, on this journey with this new show, like that's going to become one of our more popular catchphrases here across the network. Uh, before we uh, go into... The second half of this conversation, because I said right before the break, I wanted to do a little bit of a deep dive on one of the aspects that, that you talked about. One of the cool things that uh, we're going to start doing here, uh, not just on this show, but on all of our shows here, is we want to shed spotlight on different uh, you know, businesses and, and things of this nature, more locally to our area, but, you know, it, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be regulated to Genesee County or Oakland County or anything like that. If there's organizations out there that are doing good for oh, the yeah. right reasons, like I feel like they needed, they need some spotlight. They need to be highlighted. And uh, now <clears throat> one of the cool things that, you know, in doing this is we have the capability of doing that. And um, I want to talk real quick about, matter over mind services and uh, based here in fenton michigan uh this is a very cool organization um alternative and holistic uh, health services helping you find the joy on your journey through life be weird be kind i absolutely love that is it that. be weird be kind or stay weird be kind oh i'm so you're right stay weird be kind okay yeah. yeah well be weird and then stay weird and then be kind yeah so it's really cool. It's really it, all you need. It really is. Um, you know, the last time you were on the show here, um, we had a few special guests, and one of them is actually the owner of this 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 particular company. So, I mean, what's what's been your experience? Oh my gosh! Well, first of all, let's give everyone the website too. Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, MatterOverMindServices.com. Uh, head over there and you can get the lowdown on everything that's being offered here. That's awesome. Um, so I actually have a personal experience because I know Jessica. She's actually been a guest, like you said, mm -hmm. on the show. Um, even more exciting, she is going to be my guest on the second episode. Oh, that's very exciting. Um, so she's a great friend of mine, but I actually uh, went over probably, I don't know, three or four weeks ago. I Time has no meaning anymore. Um <laughs> And I had never had Reiki um, done. Have you, do you even know no, what Reiki I, is? No, I'm I'll let her talk about that on the second episode, okay. or if you go to her website, I will butcher explaining what it means. <laughs> but here's what I do know. It's just about energy healing, and she does life coaching and is, um, as well as a, I want to say it right, clinical hypnotherapist, I think, is the fancy word for it. But anyway, super talented, great friend, um, just Every person you met her like one time and you were like, hey, there's something about her. And yeah. she does. She has a gift. So anyway, I went in and I was like, I don't know what's going to go down in here. So I was like, I just did the 30 minutes. I should have done the hour. 
I left weeping, no knee pain. I don't know what happened. I don't understand it. I don't need to understand it. I left with less pain and more emotional well-being than when I walked in. And we literally just got through talking about what living means or what I feel like leaving spaces better than we found them and leaving people better than we found them. So she has a gift to do that. And I'm really excited that she is going to be one of the sponsors of this show. Um, her business is amazing. And um, if you are looking for, if you're, and we have a lot of people in this region who are very committed to holistic and natural health. Um, this is a great tool in your toolbox along with whatever else, you know, you're doing to, to help be mindful, be present, be in the here and now and do some, some healing work and, and live your life, not exist as we've been talking about. Right. So what a perfect actual, we didn't plan that. No, this just happened. Everything's just, very everything organic. falling into place, yeah. right? So anyway, matter well, well, over mind services in Benton, Michigan. You know, like, like I had told you, you know, I'm very much a first, a first impressions guy, and I met her at Pride in the Park and made an indelible first impression on me. And you know, she came in here a number of weeks back, was on the show, and like I was just blown away. You know, just. One of the good people in the world. So yeah, she check is. her. Uh, you you can check her out one more time. Matterovermindservices.com. Uh, so check that out. Now getting back on track here with the show. Uh, right before break, you said something that really resonated with me. And I kind of want to do a deep dive on it. It's returning to normal life after experiencing a significant loss. And yep. I think about the different people that I have lost and what I felt at that time. And like we, a lot of us, when we experience a death of that magnitude, we always say, well, I'm going to start doing things differently. I want to take right. more time to focus on the people and slowly, but surely we return to what normal had been. There are exceptions to the rule. And I want your opinion on this. Does it, does it, how do I word it? Does it matter what that individual meant to you in terms of how you conduct yourself moving forward? I say that to say, like, I've lost friends. I've lost my grandparents and things of this nature. And those were bad, bad days. And But all of them, I said, okay, I'm going to make a concentrated effort to focus more on family focus more on this that or the other thing that may have been kind of put on the back burner or the side burner or whatever but you eventually return to that and you start taking all this time and the people in some cases for granted because you just assume that they're always going to be there but when my brother died that was a life altering event yeah that to this day things that I said and vowed on that day three years ago, I still incorporate in my everyday here and now. So how much of that person's impact on you individually is a determining factor as to how you return to normal life? I feel like we need to, man, that's like five deep dives. And I love the word deep dive because it's literally what I do. I love to go down and peel the onion layer and like get to the root of stuff because this is really, like I said in the beginning, um, stories and subjects that help to inspire, heal, and unite. We don't have to agree on a single thing, but grief is universal. universal. Um, How we deal with it is not, um, you know what I mean, in the lives we go back to. But I will say that um, maybe hit on three things that you said. In bullet points here. One, I don't think that whether it's we lose a loved one, a pet, a job, a career, a passion, a limb, you know, like something that matters deeply to us. You're never, you're not the same man you were two seconds after you found out your brother died that you were two seconds before. And it's a trauma. The loss is traumatic. Mm-hmm. Grief is universal. Not every person, like I said, you know, death is part of life and we avoid it at all costs, many people as a society. But I think there are people in your life that you can 
that you lose and it's sad and you don't know, you know, you have to go through those stages and you kind of go back to, um, I don't know how to write the right words are, but like you go on. Maybe you don't go on and forget, but I think people sometimes are attached to grief, like they're scared, like if it's a spouse. If we move on, it's because we're forgetting them. You know, right. and that is a man-made construct. That's just us trying to process big feelings we don't know how to function with. But there are certain people in our lives. And strangely enough, there's I've known people that it's not even people they know. It could be a musician. I remember back to like when Chris Cornell passed away. It's not, you know, a couple years ago. Um, I saw people. It was like the Beatlemania, like crying. I'm like, you never even knew this guy. But maybe a song got you through not taking your own life or getting through the death. Like when your brother passed, there's music that something spoke to you and there's an attachment to it. So there's people feel differently about different people and different losses in their life. But I feel that there are some, and I've probably had two or three in my life that were definitely like more traumatic than even people I knew better and loved, but it's, it's what did they mean to you? What was, sometimes you don't even recognize how strong the bond or what it was because we weren't being mindful. I don't think it's taking for granted. It's just, you weren't, you're not mindful or you didn't realize how deep the impact was on you. And I think so a lot of times people say, hey, you know, from this day forward, I will never do this or I'm going to live my life like this. That's a coping skill, I think. That's like you you have to find purpose in your loss. And sometimes there's no purpose. It's just like both of our friends just passed unexpectedly. Like how do you find purpose within that? But when it's your brother or your maybe a parent or a spouse or just your lifelong best friend, there's too many memories, too many points along the journey where you went through real life growth and change together. So the attachment is stronger, the bond is stronger, and it's more traumatic when they go. And so I don't know, I think it's normal that we go back to life as normal. Like, I think that's just a human response. I think it's a biological response is that you have to keep going. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I don't think it's that we forget people we love or don't think about them and pull them out of our little pocket from time to time. I don't think it's disrespectful. I think it is, you have to keep on living. And that's what this whole episode is about is what is living. Like, so you will, you know, people start foundations and people do this and like trying to give the magnitude of what that person meant to you. You want to give that impact purpose and you want it to continue after they're gone. And I think a lot of people, that might have been the precipice. I don't know. For I don't. I don't remember what your initial the name the, of this. Oh yeah, Pierre is in honor of your brother. Yeah. And so for you, you think about him. You talk about him. I've seen your photos. But you took something that can impact hundreds, maybe thousands, hopefully tens of thousands over time people. And it's a seed that started with a trauma, you know. And I think some of the most meaningful work meaningful music, meaningful foundations, meaningful endeavors come from a point of pain. And it's what can you do with that? But I don't think that if you don't do anything with it, it diminishes the loss of someone that may, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, I don't know. I think getting back to normal is some people look at it as, uh, I don't know, like just like you forgot something. But I don't know that that's always the case. I think there's something therapeutic in getting back to normal. But now you are who you are now after the loss. You're still you're still changed. Right. And and how you think and how you operate and the choices you make, you, sometimes they're subconscious. You don't even realize that that change and that shift and that reset, like I talked about, yep. it just reset me in a different trajectory. And it wasn't mindful. I didn't intend to do it. You just and so you never know like where your journey is going to take you from that point of pain and loss and so hopefully you just treat people kind stay weird be kind i mean that's it just like uh that that's pretty simple that that was that was
that was a nice little shout out right hey, there. Man. And you it's see, and you didn't think you were going to be able to do this. And I'm like, you are nailing it right out of the gate here. I don't know about all that, but well, thank you. I appreciate you. Look, I'm, I'm here for it. I so. so I don't know, but I'm glad we got to chat about your brother and, and Dave, right? Is your friend. Dave, yep. And then my friend yeah. Tommy. And, um, I'll actually go back. You know what? This is a good segue really quick into a little story to inspire, heal, and unite. Um, early in the show when we talked about kind of what, why like, get busy living, because it means something. And it, and it ripples. Some people, it ripples throughout centuries and time, you know, inventions and, and things like that. You never know what seed you plant today. You just, we don't get that gift. Sometimes you get to see a couple of the incarnations along the way, but you don't, you don't know where three generations down the line, somebody was impacted because of the seed you planted. Right. And my friend that I mentioned earlier, Stephanie, whose son fell, um, I actually saw a news story, um, like on the Houston news about this today. And I shared it, you know, on my social media page, but, um, he is recovering and it's a miracle. It's an absolute miracle. He's even alive, but where she was that day when we were on the video call, I mentioned, so I didn't get the call back and where she's at I mean, she hasn't left the hospital in almost three weeks, but the story of Brayden, who is a very special young man anyway. He's special to me because he's my best friend's kid, you know. Right. But I also live in Michigan now, so I don't get to be in his daily life. But to see the stories that come out through that tragedy, like, because they didn't know he's going to make it or not. And then it's almost like a funeral without a funeral because people start really talking about what you meant to them and the impact. And then those opportunities and those people that come into your life. Now, my friend Stephanie's talking to people she hasn't talked to in 20 years. She's met 52 people, like, because there's all these people caring, sending vibes, praying, whatever, for a kid. Now she's on the news. This has changed the entire trajectory of her life. So it wasn't a death, but it was a severe trauma. And that's a mom's heart. That's a whole other level. Right. That's your baby, right? So watching like as an outsider from 1600 miles away, I'm actually watching in real time her be the mom I know she is, watching him miraculously heal and how that story has impacted thousands of people and brought people together, healed relationships, people got to talking that weren't talking anymore. Like you get back, it's a reset. It's a freaking reset. Like, you know, and so sometimes it's not even death, but the question is, is what are you doing? We all, we're all born, we all die. What are you doing with the in-between? And you can change what you're doing at any moment. Contrary to popular and societal beliefs, you can literally stop right now and go, I'm not doing that shit anymore. Right. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go this way. I'm going to change my hair color. I'm going to move across. The, I moved across the country just to change my life. I had to feel something and do something different and be exposed to seasons and elements. And like, it's hard. You know, and you have to shed. And here's the worst part. Not everybody gets to go with you. You can't take everybody where you're going. Yeah. And that's a part of life that I've had to learn over 20, the last 20 years. It's like recognizing opportunities, recognizing your passions, recognizing the, the universe, putting people in your path. And like, the, if you'd asked me six months ago, if I'd have been sitting in this chair with you in the middle of Grand Blank filming a Say What podcast, I'd be like, what are you talking about? Right. So you just never know every chance encounter that you have and every moment that you have to be thankful for that moment leads you, if you're paying attention, to living your most fulfilling life and not just existing. And that's what I'm about or what I try to be about. And hopefully what I'm spreading with all my interactions, which are many on a daily basis. And this is interesting because now it's like, Someone in like Tacoma, Washington might listen to this and like, hey, you know, like I don't know you, you don't know me, but we're still humans and there's still something to learn from each other. And I think we have more in common than we don't. But that's what I'd like this show to be about. It's just human the human experience, because we all have stories that resonate with other people, regardless of the things we don't agree on. Right. And they are here to inspire, heal, and unite. And stay weird, be kind. <laughs> She hasn't, um, what's the word? Pat, not patent, what's the word? Trademarked, copyright. Trademark, yeah. She hasn't done that yet. 
Well, she better get so on. So when it. she does, <laughs> then I can't say it frivolously anymore. <laughs> not, not without paying her some sort of royalty fee. Dang but... it. I'm already racking up debt on this show. What has happened? Um, anyway, so I'm excited, and I'm excited for. Um, it's pretty organic. Like we're gonna see how it goes. We'll make the necessary adjustments, and um, I don't know. Maybe it could be like the old '80s when you call in and ask questions or something. I don't know. Love that idea. We'd yeah. have to get more than the first five listeners to this well, episode, but you know, get there. if my mom calls in though, it's going to be a problem because <laughs> she's going to talk like a Southern belle and then you're going to hear my voice change and everyone's going to think I've been faking it the whole time because I'll turn <laughs> into a hillbilly. Yeah. There's uh there's members of my family on my dad's side. He's from the South where that's very much a thing, you know, so, but one day I'll do it for you, Jason. I'll call my mom in your presence and you will freak out. Okay. Like, I don't even know who you are anymore. I'm like, I can't <laughs> help it. But I dig it. I'm excited. So I don't know. Like, I, I hope too. people tune in for the next episode. And um, I'll be joined by my friend Jessica Forshee. And who knows? Maybe Jason will be joining in on that too. I think. Well, if nothing we're else, work I'll, it out. I'll be here pushing buttons. So hey, I mean, you are the Oz behind the curtain because <laughs> I don't know. Don't, I barely can work a remote control. Sorry. Right. So it's all hey. good. But I'm here for you. I appreciate, and I thank you for that. Your friendship means a lot to me, and we'll see where the show takes us. And hopefully, somebody will, many people will find it entertaining, ex- inspiring. And again, the goal for Say What is just stories to inspire, heal, and unite. And I thank you guys for tuning in to our first episode. And uh, stay tuned because I mean, this was a very good first episode, and you know, Kristen, you and I have kind of talked, gone back forth about a couple different ideas for the show like it just gets bigger from here you know this is this is step one we are you know that i have very high expectations for this show no pressure. No, no pressure at all Say what? You're just... See, we gotta find a cool i'm finding one of my friends with a cool voice to be like the little buzzer to say that yeah somebody says something shocking say what <laughs> like we're gonna do it we're gonna make it fun and, and you, cheesy and you just created your own identity your own catchphrase <laughs> but listen uh hey you have a brand new merchandise store over on our online store so head over to cafepress.com forward slash pfc network look for say what and there is over 50 items in there right now with uh with Kristen's lovely face and her logo and all kinds of stuff on there so check that out she also, the show also has its own Facebook page. So look for Say What over on Facebook. Hit the like button and stay tuned with all of the latest news and information about this show and all of our offerings here. So with that, we'll put a bow on this. We appreciate everybody tuning in. And we will see you next week with a brand new episode of Say What here on the PFC Entertainment Network.